My name's Joe Mewis, I'm the Leeds United editor here at Leeds Live, and I'm joined by my colleague Baron Cross. Baron, it's been a while since you and me have been in the pod booth, but uh, welcome to the show again. It really has, yeah. Thank you, Joe. It's, it's nice to um, get tucked into a podcast again. We've been we've been here, there, and everywhere. Uh, I think the last time we did one was was me f- sending in some uh, some voice file from uh, from my spare bedroom after Hull City away at about three in the morning. Yeah, that's right. It's been um, it's been a hectic few weeks really since um, mm. the last international break. Um, obviously, the players have uh, have all gone off with their countries now, so we've got um, a second sort of pause and mm. thought. So with that in mind, later on we're going to sort of have a, uh, a review of the season so far. We're, we're just about at the quarter stage of the season, just past, I think. Yeah, it seems so, like a, a natural time, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Sort of, more than a quarter of the way through the season. Well, I think there's a few trends that have set in and a few players yeah. have kind of really sort of knuckled down and um, sort of emphasised sort of certain trends, if you like, in, in their performances. Yeah, so um, so we're going to have a look at, uh, look at a few different categories there later on um, in, the, in the podcast, but... First up, let's have a look at a little bit of uh, news for you. Um, we will start with the Brentford match with the mm. uh, as well. We're recording for you on Wednesday afternoon, and the, and the fallout is still um, still yeah. coming from uh, from the one all draw at Brentford at the weekend. It was the early kickoff on Saturday, um, as you all know. Now it was um, there was a controversial penalty just after the hour mark, mm. and then uh, an 88th minute Pontus Janssen equaliser, which was uh, very wildly celebrated. <laughs> um, not just by Leeds United's director of football, one, Victor Orta. Victor Orta, yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that sort of brief synopsis doesn't really do justice, as we've seen um, today some of the fallout. I know it's something you've been looking at, Baron. You've been talking to various people at, yeah. the, uh, at the FA and everything, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I think you've, you've wanted to condense it there into a, into a few words. I think it, it was a very, very hectic sort of closing to the game, wasn't it? We had we had Luke Ayling's red card, which which barely any of us saw because we were sort of you know, heads down on a keyboard rewriting mm. copy after Pontus's equaliser. So yeah, I think I think um, chronologically, like you say, that the flashpoints were generally quite a poor first half from from Leeds' point of view in terms of the referee's performance. I think yeah. the fans really weren't happy. I mean, I no, think it was massively booed off, wasn't as it? As he break? walked off, it was a case of you're not fit to referee, and this mm. was before all the drama unfolded. Yeah. So so then Ollie Watkins. You look back at the video, and I think you would say he was diving. I think his his supporters would say, you know, he was preparing himself for the collision, maybe protecting himself a bit. But I think whatever way you look at it, especially with, with Leeds sort of tinted glasses on, you would say that was very very harsh on on the whites. So he gives the penalty, and then Neil Morpé uh, slots it away, celebrates in front of the south stand, and prompts uh, a volley of missiles, uh, yeah. mainly coins, which is what has, has caught the football association's attention. Um, and then at some stage, based on the urgency Alioski showed in getting into the Brentford dugout, I'd assume mm-hmm. it was at 1-0 down, after, was, after yeah. Sergi Canos had been substituted, Alioski goes into the Brentford dugout, uh, grapples with uh, Thomas Frank, the assistant head coach at, at Brentford, and um, Sergi Canos approaches him from behind and promptly uh, plants a headbutt on his sort of lower, lower head slash neck. Um, Alioski didn't sort of feel any ill effect from it, but the intent was clearly there and, and clearly caught on Sky Sports Absolutely, cameras. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, you know, he didn't sort of go in full pelt and... No, it wasn't like a conventional but, Duncan Ferguson headbutt. Yeah, exactly. But it, 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 it he was, went in there to cause damage. But it was still, you know, the, the intent and the act was there, you wasn't it? can't do that. Yeah. Not, not when you've got millions of kids watching this. Yeah, uh, looking yeah exactly. For role models on the telly. So that happened. Uh, then Janssen scored. And then uh, right at the death, Ailing got sent for red card. I don't think there was any sort of real... Um, What's the word sort of disagreement about that decision? I think what you would say yeah. is maybe if Ailing had got red carded for the two yellows he got, one or two Brentford players maybe should have had That's it, yeah. a similar fate. Yeah. So we chased it with the FA on Monday morning, and um, I think because there were no EFL slash Premier League games this weekend, they've allowed themselves a little bit more time. Because obviously, in some mm. cases, if there was a game on a Saturday and then a Tuesday game, 
these disciplinary decisions need to be made on the Monday so mm. that the, the, the punishments can, can sort of be enforced from the Tuesday. Mm. So they're taking the time and it's not until uh, the, the morning of uh, Wednesday the 10th that the FA have come back to us at Leeds Live and, and have told us that um, there will be no action taken on Sergi Canos, mm. which, which really is baffling. I mean, it you is, look at the footage, he is bang to rights. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know what... What they need reaction? Do they need Alioski lying on the floor, blood pouring out of his head? Perhaps that's what they need. But um, certainly, the reaction from the fans has been um, pretty unanimous, hasn't it? We we ran a sort of a piece of looking at the fan reaction on on the website on leeds-live.co.uk, and to a man, the Leeds fans sort of are in disbelief. You know, corrupt is the word. Isn't yeah, it? I think um, I think next time Leeds play when we go to uh, when they go to Blackburn on um, after the international mm. break. I think there might be a few chants aimed at the football league. I think <laughs> there's going to be seven thousand away fans, and I think they're going to make their feelings known. Aren't Absolutely, they? yeah. So, um, so we had the Alios, uh, sorry, the the Canos decision, and then um, the, the FA have said that they they've asked the club for their observations. Is sort of the official phrasing uh, on the coins that were thrown. I think clearly the club cannot stop fans coming into the ground with coins in their pocket. It's just that's never ever going to yeah, happen. So, yeah. so you rule out that as a as a preventable measure. So you're, you're, the next best thing you can do is basically react accordingly mm-hmm. and as soon as possible. And um, So the FA obviously have got no criminal jurisdiction, so they can't go after the fans that did it. All they're interested in is, is safety of players and of fans. And so they've asked the club for their observations on the protocol they followed, the procedures they have and how yeah. they reacted to that particular incident. So I can't imagine we'll hear much more about that. I imagine that will probably be a private dialogue and the club won't, won't get anything more than, yeah. than a bit of advice perhaps. Yeah. So there'll be no penalties for the club. Um, as for Ollie Watkins, uh, the penalty, the FA have said, you know, there's, there's, there's not really much in that. The referee yeah. has seen the incident; it's his opinion. He's given it, and you know, that's that's, that's that. Close, but now that one. Pontus Janssen uh, was was an interesting one. So, in this conversation with the Football Association that I had on Wednesday morning, you know, I was fully expecting to get onto Pontus Janssen and his post-match comments, which swearing. I think you know, there's very little you can do. I mean, it's a heat at the moment. It's after a game. He's very, very tired and very emotional. Um, but his comments about the referee, you know, he, he clearly questioned the referee's integrity. Um, that hasn't, by all accounts, been picked up by the Football Association. I would be amazed if nobody in that organisation has seen that video. So I'm assuming they've seen it and decided not to take action. Yeah, and I, I think that's the right call as well. I mean, yes, you shouldn't be swearing on, on TV, mm. but it's you know, he's a, he's a player who speaks his mind, and we like that. We, yeah, that's exactly what we want. You know, um, I think it'd be very harsh if just you know. They were literally talking to him on the pitch thirty seconds yeah. after the final whistle yeah. had gone. You know, dragged him over. If they know, if they know what Pontus's personality is yeah. like, <laughs> you know, it's their fault for not doing their research and yeah. not knowing he's fully capable of coming out with something like this. But um, I think that should be fine, and because that'd be good. Because if if we saw a suspension for Janssen, that would be a blow given I the form that absolutely. he's shown at the moment. Well, as it is, he may well miss the next game, next game anyway. I mean, because he's, mm. he's been withdrawn from the Sweden squad uh, this morning as well because of his impending fatherhood. That's right. Um, I would think because what we we're still ten days away from the Blackburn game. So, given how committed Janssen is to the cause, mm. and he's been quite public in that on social media, yeah, I'd be surprised if he if he wasn't around for the Blackburn game. Yeah, I'd have thought he would. I mean, obviously Luke Ayling isn't going to be there, so that's going to be a bit of a blow. Yeah. Um, and this, of course, is added to to the injury list that Leeds have got at the moment. Um, I think the international breaks come at the right time, hasn't it? In terms it has. of injuries, yeah, I, think um, it has. I think the Blackburn team that we should see, um, the team against Blackburn, should we should see quite a few players back there. Mm. Um, Kamal Roof, I think, is the main one, isn't he? He, he came out and um, before the uh, the last game, and he, he did, did yeah. actually say he should be back for Blackburn. So that's going to be very welcome, I think. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's. Um, I think once people have kind of got their head around the idea, look. We're not going to have them for Sheffield Wednesday. We're not mm. going to have them for Hull. We're not going to have them for Brentford. I think once people accepted that they weren't going to be back for those games, they were quite pleased to see a break coming up because clearly, 
by the time Blackburn comes around I mean these players have now been at, they're going to be mm-hmm. looking at five or six weeks since they last played I mean yeah. we, we were told initially that, that Roof was going to be two or three weeks or so three. I mean we were looking at Sheffield Wednesday is an optimistic return date That's if right. not Brentford at the latest and he yeah. still isn't back yet so he clearly hasn't recovered as fast as possible Pablo is on schedule we were told from the start Pablo wasn't going to be a quick one mm-hmm. Berardi was sort of touch and go for, for Hull or Brentford and clearly he hasn't quite got back in time either so they're the big three uh, Connor Shaughnessy is another one um, who's likely to be fit but I think it would be very unlikely to see him in the match day squad so yeah I think um, much will depend on, on how training goes in the next two weeks. Obviously, none of those three are, are going away with, with their countries. Uh, we've got an under-23s game on Friday afternoon at Ellen Road. So I would expect, uh, providing they're following the schedule that Bielsa set, that you would think they all three of those will, will play some part just to get rust, sort of bust that rust in their legs, yeah, if you like. Exactly. So yeah. much will depend on that. But Bielsa's not the sort of type to, to throw players in. Look at Adam Forshaw. Mm, if, yeah. if players are playing well in your position, then they'll keep their place. So... I, I mean, I did a piece on on Tuesday evening, sort of suggesting how they might line up, and you know, I was sort of played devil's advocate a bit and said, you know, look at how the team could look if you if you threw all three of them back in. And I think you would actually say that that, that Tyler Roberts probably would be hard done by if he was immediately pulled out. Um, I think we can talk all day about Alioski. I think um, he, as much as the vitriol is there on Twitter in the immediate aftermath, there are a few supporters of his once mm. once sort of things have died down a bit, but. At right back with ailing suspension, that does seem to be an absolute shoo-in for Brady, wouldn't you yeah. say? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, um, another thing I found interesting was uh, a piece you put up on the website yesterday, Baron, which was um, the player ratings for the season so far. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you've, um, you've you've gone and you've averaged out every player's yeah. player rating. And it seemed the fairest way to do it. Yeah. I just, I just think I think it's easy when you, when you look back at things in hindsight to kind of say, oh, yeah, Hernandez has been a 9 out of 10 yeah. all season. But, I mean, if you actually think about it, if a player was to deliver a 9 out of 10 every game, yeah, that that's, is... It's, that's it's, not, messy, it's, it's impossible. Peak messy yeah, form, isn't it? But he's scoring the brace every game. But, yeah, what I thought was interesting, the, the, the three players who topped your, your list there yeah. were uh, <laughs> Hernandez, Roof and Berardi. So it's the three players that Leeds have been missing yeah. without the month. Um, I think, I think do, do you think that kind of emphasises um, how good August was? Because those three have been yeah. missing since August, and you actually go back at the results and think... It's quite obvious when you look at the pattern of results. Those three mm. come out of the team and, and yeah. the wins start drying up. That's it, nine points out of the last 18 um, since the last international break. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. There was definitely a pattern there. There, there was a pattern. Um, I mean, the question I was going to put to you is that who do you think Leeds have missed the most? Yeah, Personally, um, I think looking at how now that Pontus Janssen's up to speed, yeah. I think Berardi perhaps faces a battle to get back in at, at centre-back. He as does. you say, there's, there's the gap at right-back opening up. Um, for me personally, it's Pablo Hernandez. I think um, there's been a couple of games during this yeah. run, a couple of these these draws, which could have been turned into wins yeah. if we just had that little bit of excitement, that little yeah. bit of um, creation, sort of flair that, that Pablo could have bought. Um, Jack Harrison's obviously come in for him. He's he still only shows flashes for me. He's, you know, we know what he can do. He got like that goal against Millwall, that was yeah. brilliant. I think against Preston, he put in yeah. a consistent performance his over his ninety yeah. minutes. But he just he will go missing sometimes yeah. in games and. Um, even if you know Pablo doesn't hit his the heights he can hit for the whole game, you genuinely do get yeah. one or two moments of sort of real inspiration. I, I think, think you're, you're yeah. absolutely right, Joe. It's hard for me to disagree and create a debate there because I think mm. I absolutely agree with you. I think, like you say, I think initially 
Um, we were a little bit um, worried maybe about Pontus coming in because he was a little bit rusty naturally after a very short pre-season but, but you know I gave him a 9 out of 10 at Brentford that was his mm. best performance of the season so far That's before he's, the goal as well I he's, think he's, he's, Exactly, yeah. he was really on for a 9 I think he's arguably been the, the, the team's best performer since the, the last international break so I think over that pocket of games he's, he's looked yeah. most consistent so like you say Berardi maybe not as badly missed as we thought and same with Tyler Roberts he's really stepped up yeah very encouraging Roberts so I think I think you're right that there's been a few games you know you, you do think about Middlesbrough I mean that, you think back Pablo's not mm. played since before Middlesbrough it's Norwich was really game. missed him Norwich yeah. when, he, when again he got a 9 that, out of 10 and was unplayable that day that um, felt like uh, the middle of summer Norwich it's it so did, long yeah, ago <laughs> it did. so when I mean, you look at Middlesbrough you look at Millwall you look at Brentford you look at Birmingham and you think they're matches that were crying out for Pablo that guile that craft coming in off that right flank and I think Bielsa would agree. I think you know Bielsa is very keen to to make sure that all his players feel loved, and he doesn't like saying you know it's it's he likes to mm. say it's too easy to say results have dropped off because of mm. these three missing. But I think even he would possibly agree that Pablo is such a big player for them. Yeah. I mean, the things he was saying after that after that Norwich game, you know, he was saying he can learn from Pablo. I mean, this is Bielsa saying this. So I think you're absolutely right. I mean, Hernandez was top of those ratings. You know, he averaged seven point six over those first four or five games. I mean, he is is a huge, huge miss. Yeah, yeah, he is absolutely. But yeah, but hopefully we'll be seeing him again soon. Um, Sticking with the news as well, we just had, um, as I said, we're recording on Wednesday afternoon. We've just had some um, interesting comments from from the chief executive, from Andrea Adrizani, the the owner, the owner, the owner. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Um, And he's speaking at a conference in London. This. um, sort of a business in sport conference. Mm. Um, Baron, it's another story you looked at, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Um, some interesting things he's had hot to say the about the uh, hot off the press about, um, well, about his future at Leeds, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I think I think one of the things, especially off the back of the uh, the San Francisco 49ers investment over the mm. summer, a lot of people have been sort of suggesting, you know, this is his exit plan, this is his exit strategy. You know, he's, he's come in here, he's a very, very wise, astute businessman, and he's seen an opportunity with Leeds to make, to make rapid profits. And um, he's actually revealed that he's, he's, he's already had in recent months you know, several different parties approaching him with offers which would more than double mm-hmm. his money. You know, that's, a huge, that's a huge profit yeah, over a very short amount of time. Less than 18 months. Less than 18 months since he's been arrived there. Yeah. So I think fans have to take confidence from that. Clearly, mm-hmm. Rajasani has not brought in Bielsa to then walk away when they're clearly playing so well. So yeah. I, th- I think it's a nice... Um, um, sort of re-emphasizing of his commitment to the club. I, yeah. think, I think hopefully this will maybe sort of convince a few people that he's not here to make a fast profit. No doubt, I don't think he'll be here in ten or fifteen years. But I think you know mm. he's mentioned again this Premier League vision. He's mentioned the numbers three, four, or five years. Mm. So he, he's thought. very much thinking in, in those kind of time brackets. Um, and I think that the main reason he gave for not selling up, like like many businessmen would for that kind of profit, is that. The upside is so high. I mean, he he, yeah. he considers Leeds within um, the top eight brands is the word he used, but I'm assuming he means sort of football clubs in the UK in terms of um, potential. You know, the size of the fan base, the money that could be made. I think so, the way yeah. he sees it is, the moment they get back in the Premier League, everything is in place for them to go and become mm. a top half Premier League side. And you know, the offers he's getting now will be absolutely dwarfed by what he may get if and when he gets them back into the Premier League inside three, four, or five years. Yeah, yeah, it's. Um... Yeah, I thought it was fascinating what he said there, and as you say, I think encouraging as well. You know, has to be, yeah, yeah. has to be, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we'll keep an eye out because I think he's speaking there all day. So, uh, we'll see yeah, if there's anything else out there. Yeah, there could be a bit more that come out from that. Um, so, finally, in, the, in this new section, it's international break. Obviously, mm. um, not seen any Leeds players in action just yet. Um, I'll just kind of a quick scout over the, the players we can keep an eye out for and how you can watch them all. 
Um, Matthias Klitsch is back in the Poland squad. He obviously um, got recalled last time out. That was his first call-up for four years. Um, Poles have got um, double-header Italy um, and Portugal coming up. So um, both of those games are on Sky Sports. I think um, practically every game for this international break is available on the red button somewhere. So you can you can keep an, following all the uh, all the players there. He's one to count for. We've got um, Tyler Roberts back in the Wales team. Obviously, after last time he got his first call up, made his debut. Uh, they've got Spain on Thursday, so that, that could be quite a good mm. one to watch. I think um, so. You can watch that, and then they've got the Republic of Ireland as well. So two two decent games for Wales there. Um, you'd like to think he'll get. Um, Get a bit of game time there because he's had a, yeah, he's had a really encouraging last um, last sort of six weeks there really since the last has, international yeah. I think break. Gareth Bale's pulled out today, so yeah. that, that opens yeah. up. I mean, I'm not saying Tyler Roberts is a replacement for Gareth Bale, but it, it creates an, an attacking opening. Yeah, it? yeah, it, exactly. It brings him closer to that first team. And he's um, we, we you know we've seen definite improvement from Roberts. I think haven't we over the, yeah, over the last few weeks? Really, um, really has impressed. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Um, as we said, Pontus Janssen's pulled out of the Swedish squad, he so has, um, yeah. so he won't be playing uh, in this break, which is pretty good, I think, for Leeds. Uh, I think he's. You know, good. I mean, You've 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 gone through fatherhood, Joe. You're obviously going through it now. I mean, you know how, little, how little sleep he's <laughs> exactly. probably going to get over the yeah. next few weeks. So I think, like you say, the international breaks probably actually been timed quite perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, by the time Blackburn comes around, things might have settled down a bit. For exactly. Him. Yeah. So yeah, you wonder if Pontus has done it on purpose. Good man. Um, <laughs> um, the Northern Ireland squad: Bailey Peacock, Farrell, Stuart Dallas, are both in again. Um, Dallas is still in, isn't he? Yeah. It'd be interesting what happens there. No, um, Bielsa uh, revealed he had um, uh, well, oblique, what sounds like it? a side strain, yeah, yeah. an oblique injury. Um, but he sort of he, he grinned and bare it through the Brentford clash. He, he mm. was substituted, but he played the majority of the game there. Um, who have they got? They've got Austria and then Bosnia and Herzegovina. Mm. So um, I'm sure Bailey should be getting a, a run out in at least Eddie one of those. Yeah, no, very much so. Um, and we've got Tom Pearson in on England under 20 side. Um, they've got Czech Republic and Italy. Um, Ronaldo, Ronaldo Vieira. Blast from the past now. He's in there as well. So, um, God, of course, yeah. Yeah, Ronaldo that's right. Ever. He's um, he's getting a few minutes under his belt over in Italy. Yeah. Um, hasn't hasn't done too much there yet, but I, I don't think the plan was to give him time to throw him in straight away to Syria. Um, so yeah, so plenty of chances to watch um, all of Leeds' players uh, over the next yeah. week or so. And obviously, we'll have we'll have coverage of it all on. Um, Leeds-live.co.uk In this modern age it's very hard to miss football isn't it? It is, isn't I think it? if you yeah. want to watch something you can probably <laughs> you find it. You can probably it. find absolutely everything yeah, um, even probably Finland and the 21s to see uh, <laughs> Apo Halme um, <laughs> but yeah but now I thought we'd um, take a look at a bit of a, yeah, as we said a, a season review um, at this quarter stage so um, what we've done is we've um, drilled down a few sort of end of season categories that we're going to run over now um, first up big one if they were dishing out the awards now, Baron, who would get your player of the season for Leeds United? It's tough, isn't it? I mean, we've yeah. just been saying, you know, that we had Hernandez, Brady, and Roof at the top of the player ratings, and you kind of have to have the caveat of they haven't been around for some of the, the poorer performances. You know, they've mm. benefited from being in a, in a in a winning side, so it's um, it is very very tough. Um, I think I think memories are very very short things in football, aren't they? And I think Samuel Saez over the course of the season, I think you have to say he's been very very good, but. Last three or four, he's really dropped off. I think Wednesday, yeah. Hull, and Brentford, he really hasn't had the impact in the games that we'd like to see. Mateus Click has clearly been one of the success stories of the season. But again, mm-hmm. you go when I was going back over the play ratings, he's had some stinkers. I mean, Click is one of those who tends to either be amazing, feast or famine, or, or, or actually mm-hmm. quite poor. Yeah. You know, he's either an eight or a five out of ten. Yeah. So again, he, he's quite it's quite difficult to kind of uh, to give it to him. I think I'd be, quite, I'd be very tempted to give it to Roof. Um, 
I think because of the goals that he's, he's brought in. But then if, if you give it to Ruth, why not give it to Hernandez? I think it's, it's between hard. those two for me. Honestly, Ruth or Hernandez. Yeah, I think they benefit from They've just about being absent. Games. Yeah, uh, I, I was thinking Ruth for me, just because mm. the improvement we've seen from last season. You know, he, he was a decent striker last year, had a few injury problems, didn't he? Mm. Um, but in, the, in that first month of the season, he, he was just on it. That derby um, game. Imagine, remember how good that derby game was. Yeah, I mean, both his goals there, oh. that... that First one for the header well, was brilliant. Hung, in the, air, hung in the air, placed it, and then the second was perhaps even better with the, the touch in the box, the spin. Amazing. Um, and his goal against Rotherham was really good as well when he um, long pass out yeah, to the wing from one, Calvin yeah. Phillips, nips in, gets down the wing, cuts inside. Like you know, confidence just, that you have, just the confidence. Yeah. And um, although we were saying Roberts has done well this season, he didn't have that confidence, that swagger. Yeah. Mm. You know, and you, you do think. I mean, I, th- I think Roberts scored three goals while, he, while he's he been has, on the team. Yeah, he has. I, you'd back Ruth to get five probably in, yeah. the, in that in that stage. Well, we said, Particularly against it, Millwall, I think he'd have taken a few of the chances there. Took the words out of my mouth. I was about yeah. to say in that one game Millwall, we said, didn't we? He had three or four mm. sniffs of goal, and I think a better striker like Ruth would have, yeah. would have taken a couple of them. Yeah. So yeah. So Ruth's getting my my vote there. Are you going Pablo? I'll go Hernandez. Though. Yeah. For the sake of balance, he, it's hard to he, argue, he has isn't been it? sensational. <laughs> I mean, to, to be. I mean. It, like I say, the average rating we gave him was seven was seven point six, mm. and and Ruth was down at seven flat. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a chasm of difference there. I mean, he, I think, like I say, it's easy to forget how good Pablo was yeah. in those games. Yeah. I mean, he has been so consistently good, uh, and and he's finished on that high with Norwich. And I just, I really, I can't wait to have him back. I mean, yeah. we, we saw him, didn't we, after the Birmingham game, talking to, to Gary Monk, to Gary Monk his, uh, yeah. his former boss, and um, they were just um, pitch side after the game, they were just just chatting and they were catching up and. Um, just seeing him again so he makes your heart flutter you <laughs> Does, think oh it? god I've yeah. oh, missed so you so much yeah, yeah. he makes such a big difference to our team well hopefully it shouldn't be long we should have him back soon and um, he can put his um, flag in the ground for his uh, player of the season mm. nomination there um, best performance so what's the best, best game Leeds have played this year again I, I think it's going to be from one of the earlier games of the season it isn't, it? isn't it I mean that the Stoke game really blew our socks off mm-hmm. um Norwich was very good, but I think Norwich. I mean, I was about to say Norwich are quite poor. I think off the back of that game, I thought Norwich were going to struggle this season because there was quite a lot of dissenting voices. But they perked up, but they've they? since mm. been flying. I mean, yeah. that's really yeah. the table. They're in, they're, they were in the top six for a little while. Yeah. I mean, they had a great unbeaten run. I think since playing Leeds, so um, I think if I had to pick one, just because of all the various factors of you know <coughs> the art of surprise, you know how convincing they were, they sort of. The way they came back from a little bit of adversity, I'd probably say Derby. Yeah, Derby's on my shortlist. Really, list here. really was just amazing. We the, came away from that game thinking, "Wow!" The last um, what say half hour of that game, oh, just un- just unplayable. Just, Every, even yeah. Shackleton came on as a sub and was just causing them problems. That's it. The Everybody was Leeds fans are laying. Um, you know, if they wanted to, they they could have run run the score up there. I think yeah. it could have been could have been excellent. Yeah, that was that was on my little shortlist. Um, I also quite liked, given the circumstances, the the Preston performance. Yeah. So this is obviously without these key players. Um, Very true. Yeah. Very true. And this this showed gave real confidence. Uh, as we said earlier, it was Harrison's best game that he's played. Mm. Um, and if Tyler Roberts sort of coming of age, if you like, mm. it was his first two goals for the club in the lashing rain. Yeah. Um, you know, rain. A Preston side who should be doing a lot better than they are. You know, we all know Bielsa's spoken about them, and he, he said that he really admires them as a side. They were great side. in the cup at the moment. They're, they're really good in the cup, and um, and they got a good win at the weekend against Wigan as well. Mm. So perhaps they've they've turned the corner there, and I think I think they're better than the the table suggests. I think if I was looking at the more recent performances, it would be Preston. I think it's easy to forget about Preston. Yeah, I think I think given I say given the adversity, given given yeah. the players missing. They were um, very, very good that night. Yeah, they were. Very Again, good. it's that last half hour, which mm. I think says a lot about Leeds' mm. um, fitness levels as well. Mm. You know, they've, um, we all know about the pre-season that the, uh, the players had to go through. Mm. And, and I think we have seen it in these um, 
in games like that, we, we've seen it with the late equalisers against Millwall and um, against Brentford at the weekend. Alan that... Forshaw mentioned that on Saturday. You know, he, mm. he says that he's obviously been watching a lot of games from the bench and he's he's, he's had that kind of distance from it to view mm. it analytically. And he said that you have to say that he the one thing the big trend he's noticed as the season wears on is that they're just so much fitter than the yeah. opposition. Substitutions yeah. are happening later. I think that's going gonna... to they're, they're overrunning teams at the end. That's it. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's they're going to win a lot more points because of that. I think. Whether it's it's getting draws from losing losing mm. efforts or picking up two more points with a, with a late winner, mm. you know I, I think that's going to be a factor this season, mm. and um, you know hopefully it goes that way rather than the burnout way, but um, yeah. but but we'll we'll see. Um, okay, best goal is the next one you now. Can go first. Yeah, so um, a couple of Sundays ago it was um, it was after the the Sheffield Wednesday game. I actually collated all the goals that Leeds have scored this year because um, doing the Lord's work. Yeah, well, I, I just thought, hang on, Leeds have scored a lot Quite a few of very, goals. very, very good goals this season. <laughs> even even the, the goal I put bottom of the list was was a really well worked team mm. goal, you know, and it didn't really deserve to be there, but mm. given the circumstances, it was the uh, Pres- uh, Roberts second against Preston because it was a really simple headed tap in. Just but, looking through, I really recommend people look at it. I mean, it is you've got, you've got videos and pictures for every goal. I mean, it is a lovely little hit list. Yeah, and it, it just reminds you, you know, you. That Hernandez goal at Norwich. Yeah, See, about that. exactly. That's you know, and that's I think that's only four on my list. Um, I've got to really stick to to how I rank them on the list. Yeah, um, you have to, yeah. which was a uh, Klitsch against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, it, it, was, it was a great goal. That um, again, a really good team move as well. Um, mm. Often when when you see the goal on Twitter on highlights, or whatever they've, they've cut off the you know the sort of dozen passes before it. Oh yeah, a really really lovely move and. Uh, I think it suffered from coming after the Adam Reach goal, which was obviously an absolute <laughs> wonder strike. Yeah, um, but for, you know, obviously, you know, with our with our sort of Leeds heads on here, we're going to yeah. say it was a better goal because he, he meant <laughs> it more. Whereas uh, Reach was just hitting. It home. was a properly cultured finish, wasn't it? <laughs> it was really lovely. Just sort yeah, of crafted it, picked his spot, and it, oh. uh, it sort of skimmed in and on, on the oh. side netting of the inside of the goal. Mm. Um, an ab- absolute peach. Um, woof! I think was my reaction to it at the time. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, Clitchy's got my goal, uh, vote there. What, what are you going for, Baron? I'm going to go for number two. <laughs> I think that, that that roof goal, that second roof goal in the Derby game. Oh, yeah. just he just it, it was like a Premier League goal. You know, if somebody like Messi scores that goal, oh yeah, yeah, he just it goes viral. Yeah, completely. Your jaw is dropping. The, the, the touch, the way he turns, they just can get near him. The way he, fa- he just found some space to get the shot off, and the shot mm. was even emphatic. It was the near the near top corner. Exactly. Yeah, he was even going across it, goal. He? It was just yeah, emphatic. Yeah. But. If you like to say, Joe, I mean, I'd really, really recommend people to go through and just put a smile on their face because some of these goals are amazing. I mean, I mean Hernandez is at Norwich is sixth in the list. There's, there's sort of like a goal for every um, Roos, uh, every Roberts is first against one. Preston. Yeah, yeah, the way he just sort of lob yeah. the keeper. Oh. We, we've got we've got long range screamers. We've got beautifully worked team goals. Clitch's goal against Derby. We've got headers. We've got shots from outside the area. It's they they seem to be ticking every box and. Yeah. I think it was Nigel Adkins um, said how good their goals were, wasn't it? After the whole game, Leeds yeah. just don't score bad goals. You know, Tyler Roberts against Hull—that was another good goal. Just you, goes you, under the radar a bit, doesn't it? You're these... in danger of losing me to James for the podcast because I'm just getting sucked into. <laughs> yeah, Baron's just watching that Klitsch uh, goal. That's Klitsch ninth. Klitsch v Derby. Klitsch v Derby is ninth in the list. I know. I mean, that is yeah. a proper finish. I felt bad putting some of these solo down, but just um, so, I mean, it makes yeah. sort of, I miss those. Those. I mean, it's been a while since we've sort of had like a proper barnstorming win yeah, yeah really yeah. miss those games where we've just turned teams over yeah um, so yeah so go, go look on the website we'll, uh, we'll we'll tweet that one out again for you and uh, put it front and centre because it's uh, well worth a watch mm. um, there's a poll on there as well so you can have your vote we'll, we'll bring you the results of that this week actually um, right on my next category um, 
Often it's one of the categories you don't want to win. Um, it's you know they, 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 they give you weren't the, very good. Before. They give it to the rubbish kid of you know the under nines team, or whatever. But most improved player. But I include this because um, I think under Bielsa we've seen so many players up their game this season. Mm. You know it is. We've spoken about this before, but it's the bulk of the squad that finished thirteenth yeah. last season. The story of the season. Who are there um, in the mix of this season? And yeah, I thought right, who's who's coming? Who's adapted to Bielsa's methods mm. the best? Um, Gone and Baron shoot. Who've you got? I'm going to go Berardi. Interesting. Yeah. I think Berardi was one of those I was quite happy to see go in the summer. Mm. I'll be brutally honest. Um, clearly, his suspensions didn't help last season. I only watched them closely from February onwards, so forgive me if he started the season brilliantly. But from what I saw, I could take him or leave him. Maybe he was being played a little bit too far out of position. Maybe he was being moved around too much. I was quite happy to think Bielsa's going to come in. He's going to cut away the deadwood and Berardi's going to be one of them. Kept, yeah, he ended the season on a six-match ban, of course. Yeah, so. and he, he kept Berardi in there, and obviously, you know, you don't, you don't judge a player until they've had a few games, and mm. he's been brilliant. You know, I, we, I really, really thought we'd miss him after the, after the Middlesbrough game. He, even that Middlesbrough game, he was an absolute colossus. Well, yeah, just the Middlesbrough game with was a longer. Yeah, that was interesting because there was quite a few calls to put in um, Pontus Janssen for the aerial threat. Because right, we're playing against Borough, this this mm. team of absolute giants. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to need Pontus's height in there. Yeah. We all thought. But Berardi comes in, really, I'd say a great battle with us on Belonga. Mm. But the two of them went toe-to-toe. Um, you know, he, he wasn't taking any, uh, just, any rubbish from him. I think we saw, I, I did see that, you know, I, obviously I read a lot of fans on, on Twitter and I can see that one of the, the big obsessions and um, attributes that people love about Berardi is, you know, um, that spirit, you know, that yeah. will to win, the yeah. big tackles that he puts in. And, and, I, and I always got on board with that, but I thought that his technical deficiencies kind of thought... Well, you, you're throwing him in there just because he's got a bit of heart and he's a bit a bit courageous, but mm. he's got all that now and he's added it to the technical ability, his reading of the game and, like I say, some of those blood and thunder tackles that actually mean yeah. something and contribute to the, to, to the performance. I mean, he really has impressed me and um, I think um, it's how good he's been with, with playing out from the back. I think Cooper and Janssen bring the physical threat. I think yeah, Cooper's not, not too bad on his feet in terms of um, being quite light on his feet and quite mm. um, uh, manoeuvrable yeah. and, and, and quite... Um, quite quite speedy I suppose whereas yeah. Janssen can look a little bit heavy footed but Berardi has just got that low centre of gravity where he picks the ball up you know, he sprays it out to Ailing, yeah. he puts it across to Douglas and I really really liked him and I think Bielsa's got a massive decision to make I think thankfully mm. Ailing's created an opening there maybe at full back but I think yeah. I'd like to see him back at centre back Berardi yeah, well, it's, if it's, the opportunity arises yeah I mean his, yeah. his style of play so crucial to, to Bielsa's setup, isn't it yeah. it's, it's this getting the ball out from the back yeah. at speed you know taking these risky passes mm. We spoke on our Facebook Live at the weekend, actually, because obviously the Cooper error led to the goal. And it that, did, yeah. And we, we spoke about how Leeds are going to take risks playing from the back. Yeah. Um, and I think Brady's ability on the ball, you know, it's, it's less risky when, he, when he's playing those balls. Yeah, so I think he's definitely the best ball player of those yeah, three. I think so, yeah. Um, for yours, me, though, I'm, I'm not going to Brady. I'm going um, Calvin Phillips. Nice. So, um, nice. obviously, you know, regular last season, Calvin. Yeah. Um, Played a lot further forward. Started the season in really good goal scoring form. Actually, we we saw in the early days, especially under Christiansen, you know he was he was finding the back of the net. Really? scored some really nice goals and everything. Um, but Bielsa does what Bielsa does, and he's, yes. re, he's reinvented them as this um, <laughs> defensive midfielder slash third centre back. Centre back, yeah. Uh, a role he's never really played before. No. Um, this sort of hybrid role that that was, we know Bielsa's famous for, for devising. Absolutely. Um, and it's amazing the speed in which he's taken it up. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, he's, he's not the tallest player to be going no. uh, coming in at the back, um, but he's obviously he's crafted so hard. You know, I think he's lost a fair bit of weight. He mm. looks he looks in in a lot better shape. You know, it's not like he was in bad shape last season, yeah. but 
he's certainly carrying a lot less weight this year. Um, he's a lot faster. Um, his you know, passing but, is fantastic. His, yeah, his passing. He's got brilliant passing. I was writing a bit about him today. He's um, about eighty-four percent is his um, completion rate, no which, which is excellent, considering a lot of the balls he plays. I mean, he, he does a lot of the short stuff, a lot of this sort of quickly mm. getting the ball off the centre-backs and, and playing it playing it forward. But he's also doing a lot of really um, sort of daring passes. You yeah. know, I, I spoke about the roof goal earlier against Rotherham, you know, yeah. and that was his ball over the top onto the sideline. I think he you played know, the ball through for Roberts as well, do you remember? I think, yeah, he's he did. He's the first yeah. one he's he lobbed it. That's it, yeah. He spotted Roberts through the, that was, sort of through the back of the defence. That's it, yeah. So, you know, he's, he's not just always picking the easy pass mm. and, he, and he's still completing such a high percentage of his mm. passing, you know, and, and he's breaking up play, which is something we, we saw from him before. Yeah. Um, and just providing that link between defence and attack, yeah. which, uh, you know, when, he, when he's on form, lead, this lead side really tick. Mm. I mean, we've, we've seen him subbed off early twice this season when leads do fall behind. But Bielsa's always taken the blame for that. He's always yeah. said, that is my tactical um, decision that I've got wrong there, yeah. you know. And I don't think that's just Bielsa playing lip service and protecting his player. Um, you know, I think it's, it's generally he takes the responsibility mm-hmm. for that, and and both times Calvin's reacted really well as well. You know, he has, you see really him, has, yeah. he, he sprints off the pitch. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of players, you know, their shoulders would, their shoulders would drop, yeah. they'll, they'll slouch off, but he'll he'll be off the pitch. And you know, uh, we spoke to someone after the Swansea game. I can't remember who it was, and he, and he was saying about how the next day at training, his reaction was just Pontus. spot on. Was it Pontus? Yeah, yeah. Pontus, yeah. And, he, and he just said he was just straight back on it, and mm. you know, no no harm done, and. So yeah, so it's it's that attitude as well. I think mm. it's um, it's re- it's really encouraging, and that's why he's got. If you re- um, believe what you read in some places, Premier League teams after him. So. Yeah, I think it's easy to, um, like you say, to uh, to allow those early hookings to mm. kind of to really sort of um, do down your overall perception yeah, of Calvin. I think it I would think, for the um, casual fan, definitely. It, it definitely sort of does make you think. Oh, Calvin's been the, the, the big problem in those mm. two matches, but um, like you say, Joe, I think Bielsa's explained both those decisions. Mm. And overall, you would say, you know, he's he's got one of the first names on the team sheet. I mean, he's one of the few that Bielsa has said, you know, he's almost irreplaceable. There's 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 no one in the in the team that has got such a similar sort of mm. um, combination of attributes yeah. as him. He thinks Forshaw's got a little bit of what Phillips does. Klitsch has got a little bit of what Phillips does. Vieira had a little mm. bit of what Phillips does, but no one can really come in and do everything that he does. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, it's a great spot by Bielsa, isn't it? Really, huge spot, huge. I mean, look, yeah. look at that value. I mean, imagine. The idea of selling Calvin Phillips next summer for for twenty odd million pounds. I mean, it would have yeah. been ridiculous to say that mm. in the summer just gone. But now, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, okay. Um, best young player is our next category here. What we're we saying is young. Um, younger than us, obviously. Yeah. Adam Forshaw. Go on, and under twenty two. Let's say. I think um, I've not checked his age, but um, an obvious one that people might forget is, is probably Bailey. Um, yeah, I think he, you still consider him a young player. Yeah, I, I think he's, he's 20, 21, 20, yeah. 21, 22. I, but I won't yeah. go for him. Mm-hmm. I think that's a bit. Uh, it's a bit too easy to say that. I suppose. I mean, I don't. I don't think. I think. What one thing I've put in the ratings is that Bailey's almost a victim of the team's success in that he has, actually hasn't had to do a great deal because yeah. the teams have the ball so often. I think Middlesbrough. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I remember you did the player ratings at Middlesbrough, and he was man of the match because he. I mean, mm-hmm. he kept the clean sheet there and earned it. Yeah. Um, but if I'm not going Bailey, I'm probably going to go Jamie Shackleton. Um, mm-hmm. Hasn't had. The amount of opportunities that, uh, to be fair, actually, no, I would say he's had the opportunities that probably everybody, including him, expected, if not more opportunity. I think if you looked at the pecking order of where Shackleton would have been coming into the season, squad number or not, people mm. wouldn't have put him as close to the bench as he has been, and no. let alone close to the bench. He's been one of the first options off it, mm. and he's actually started a game or two. So I think, 
I'd probably go Shackleton. He's really impressed me when I've seen him for the 23s. I think he's been... He's just so robust and powerful, and he just looks ready for men's football. Yeah, yeah. He, even, looks, he looks ready to sort even though he's got the biggest, he's you yeah. know he's got that low centre of gravity, which we yeah. spoke about earlier. And, um, and he's versatile. You know, he's very much this sort of fullback slash centre mid um, profile type of player that um, I suppose most most casual football <coughs> fans would associate with someone like Fabian Delph. Mm, yeah, Pe- that's true. Pep's done yeah. that with centre mid, made him a fullback. I think yeah. Shackleton's got that, that work rate and that pace to be a real asset down the right. Yeah. He played. He played them um, down the right hand side with Dallas for the twenty threes. Um, getting on for probably ten days or so ago now, and um, they really were all together, really, mm. really in tune with each other and what they wanted. And Shackleton was getting forward so often, and they forget the assist for Roof's goal at Swansea. Yeah, it's lovely. One. Lovely assist. Mm. The closest I've been to celebrating in a press box. <laughs> and that's a no no. Yeah. yeah. Um, also with, with, with Shackleton, he seems like he's really got his head screwed on. He's just turned 19 this week. You had a story um, with him today, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. There was um, He spoke to the, the LFE, which is sort of the uh, the league's educational um, side, and uh, really really interesting interview with them. Um, you can see it all online or, or obviously on our website. And he's already keen on starting his um, coaching badges. He's going to do his B licence this season, he hopes. Very um, unusual, isn't it? Which at the age, as I say, literally just turned 19 this week. Um, and he, you know, he talks about how he thinks this will help him as a player. Mm. You know, and he, and he seems very, very, yeah, I say he's got his head screwed on. We, we spoke to him, um, I think it was before the Bolton game, he did the press conference um, um, after Bielsa, and, you know, he came on, massive grin on his face. You know, really nice to see that. You know, he was, there he is, he's just made his first appearance. Everything, you know, absolutely delighted. Um, local local lads, Leeds fan, you know, and these are exactly the sort of players I think that the fans want to um, want to see do well, so... Hopefully he's got a, a decent future. I think he'll have plenty of opportunities this season, given the squad size. So, so I think yeah. you're right. I think yeah, it's um, easy to forget we're not even halfway through October yet. Mm, I mean, yeah. a lot of these players that we don't consider to be hugely important or, or peripheral now. I mean, by February or March, we've got a crisis. Shackleton might be yeah. playing six or seven games in a row. Exactly in any number of positions as well. Absolutely, I think, you know, that's good. Be good. Uh, for my best young player, I'm going to go. I'm going to give it Tyler Roberts. Yeah, good shout. Um, yeah, good shout. Only, only 19, just the progress he's made since last international Amazing. break. It's, it's been I've, great. I've been short-sighted there. I think I'd probably Roberts would trump <laughs> Shackleton for me. He's just, um, he was still a bit raw against Millwall, struggled to get into that game, I thought. But since then, every game he's been trying to, he's been coming back a bit deeper to get and play mm. his way in. Really confident um, the way very he comes confident. back to yeah. try and impact the game. I say, you, you, you look at the goal against scored against Hull, you know, he's coming oh. back in. He gets he gets the ball twenty five yards out. He's so far out, and yeah, he had a lot to do. You know, he should yeah. really be scoring from that that place. You know, the whole defence perhaps left a little bit desired, mm. but took a few touches. Bang! He has this really sort of what we've seen so far. This really good line in um, sort of these low, low, very accurate shots. Yeah. You know, not necessarily like they're not swerving. Not swerving. Doesn't put his boot through like Clitchwood. Reminded me a bit of Johnny House in the way he finishes the ball from outside the box. Oh, yeah. So. Um, so yeah, uh, really impressed with him, and, it, and again, he seems like another sort of really down-to-earth, good personality mm. out there. So, um, so and, yeah, and he's going to be needed if, if Bam. Absolutely. I mean, if we are assuming that Bamford is, it's not going to be February, March time until Bamford's actually mm. firing on all cylinders. Roberts is going to be needed, whether Roof's, mm. Roof's fit or not. We're going to need Roberts to, to share the work. Absolutely, and, and I think now he's he's shown he's up to that task as well. Yeah. So that's going to be good. All right, last category I'm going to throw on you as a surprise. Best, oh dear. best uh, Bielsa moment so far. <laughs> I'll do mine first while you think. Oh, that's so funny. So <laughs> I think funny. my, my favourite moment so far of Bielsa from the season was, uh, it was the press conference a few weeks ago when, um, I can't remember what the question was, some very innocuous question, you know, probably about some player, advice to a player or something. And he, and he treats us to a 10-minute anecdote about um, uh, Hernan Crespo, wasn't it? 
and it, it was it was fantastic. Um, talk about the time when he told Vernon Crespo he was a mature player when he was very young, and then he comes back to him ten years later or something and tells him you're a mature player now, and they have you a big falling now. out about it. And it was fantastic. You just in this press conference, you're going which and as a side note, his press conferences are absolutely fascinating. They're, oh, they're one of the best things about this season. Um, you know, from certainly from a covering Leeds United point of view, just the wisdom that he's putting across there and everything. But yeah, he gives this great story all about how they met up again, and you know, it's one of his biggest regrets in coaching. Um, you know, it's, we didn't get those sort of stories from uh, from Paul Heckenbottom or Tom Christiansen, unfortunately. <laughs> you've you've properly done me there, Joe. It's um, it's so hard. I mean, the, the guy is so charismatic, and it's been such a privilege to report on him and, and interview him so closely. Um, I think because you've gone for a press conference, I'll try and go for one that, that's happened in the public eye and, and pitch side. And I think um, it's easy to look at the video of the celebration at Brentford. We've not seen that kind of celebration before. I mean, that what that, that's about as, as um, emotional as he's been about a goal since he's since he's been in position. Um, what the, actually now, now I remember it does bring a smile to my face. It's it's the little um, sort of quirks that he has when he's in the, when he's in the in the technical area. He's sort of. He's out there. It's like a four-pronged attack. You've got um, you've got Bielsa, you've got Corbran, and then you've got Reyes and Kuroga, who are who are lesser known. But there's all four of them. Mm. They've got various quadrants in the technical area, just barking orders. It, it can't be coherent because they're all talking over each other and hoping yeah. that anybody that understands Spanish is listening. <laughs> Poor old Corbran is sort of barking at yeah. it in sort of broken English where he can. Saez, yeah, directing traffic. So, yeah. so you've got the, these kind of scenes going on. These, these sort of coaches are so emotional, like, like firecrackers going off around the, the technical area. And you've got Bielsa who he just he just sort of walks. He like does like laps. You're like. It's like he'll, he'll watch something. He'll be down on his haunches or on his bucket, and he'll, be, he'll watch something, and something will, will trigger a, a thought in his head, and he almost has to go for a walk to kind of think about <laughs> Does, what yeah. he says. And he sort of goes from one end of the technical area to like it's like a, a bottle or something, like a landmark in the technical area, a bottle, and he'll sort of go up there, have a little word with himself, and then, and then walk back to where <laughs> his seat back is. To sit down again. It's, yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> and when you do give yourself, allow yourself thirty. 30 seconds to a minute just to watch him like Bielsa watch it is it is fantastic it brings a smile to your face because he's just such such character isn't he he's such a strange mm. man but amazingly uh, focused man and, and he's he's already told us you know he knows very little else other than football mm. you know it's football and his family and, mm. and it's just it's just seeing those little quirks and the way he thinks things through and um yeah, just just little things like that, you know, just just things that nobody else might be picking up on because they're watching the game. But you watch him, and he does like a little lap, sort of clenches his fist a bit, has a little think, maybe a crouch. And, and yeah. Doesn't talk to anyone. <laughs> yeah, has a little crouch, or thinks about having a crouch yeah. and doesn't quite do it, and then goes back and sits on his bucket. It's just it's it, brilliant. Yeah. It's fantastic. The guy is so charismatic. That's good, and, and you didn't just say the bucket, so that's the correct answer. It's, <laughs> uh, we're, we're sick of talking about the bucket. Yeah, that, that grew old very quickly. Um, okay, so there, yeah, there are sort of um, early season player awards. We'll uh, no doubt revisit them, perhaps at the halfway point of the season, yeah, maybe definitely. the three quarters. Um, but yeah, it's going to be awfully hard come the end of the season if they carry on at this rate. Before we go, um, let's quickly look at what's coming up in the next few days. Obviously, no game at the weekend, but we do have some under-23 action on mm. Friday, don't yes, we, Barry? We do, yeah. um, I think you're going to go down to Ellen Road for this one. Yeah, thankfully we're going to have some um, some actual facilities to report from. I've mm. got to be honest, it's not the most luxurious reporting from Thor Parch when the when the under twenty threes are playing. So we've got yeah. Spoiler warning: if you're ever watching the under twenty threes on the on the live stream that they do, if you see someone sat on a deck chair on the halfway line, it's probably either me or Baron um, yeah, doing a halfway line. Yeah, because uh, we don't have anywhere as press that we can go for the, the twenty three games. <laughs> so so thankfully we are going to be treated to um, to Ellen Road on Friday afternoon. I think off the top of my head it's a one o'clock kickoff, but I'll be safe and say early. 
afternoon and it's Burnley, Premier League mm. Burnley are visiting. So um, we'll have full coverage of that, you know, live, a live blog will be running there and we'll, we'll see how the team do. Like I say, if we're lucky, you know, if based on um, a previous precedent that Bielsa has set, you know, we can expect Blackman, we can expect Baker, mm. we can expect Ruth, Berardi, Hernandez, providing they're all sort of on track and ready to, to play a bit. I think given how Bielsa sees fitness, he'll want them to play for sure. As many well, as he's perhaps, permitted to, I thought. Yeah. Um, so it, it, I think I think if you are off on Friday or if you've got half day on Friday, by all means go along. I don't know how much it'll cost, if anything, to get in. No, I think before it's been a two or three quid. Yeah, before. It's, it's definitely so, worth um, it. You know, it's, it's if the nice, weather's like it is today, oof. Yeah, it's quite a quiet Ellen Road situation. It's quite a nice way of watching a game. It's just slightly different. You, you're able to sort of focus on the on the actual match a bit more than the, yeah and you can hear all the players the shouting exactly. and all that which is it's always an added element isn't it Absolutely. you can hear, hear the you know the, the coaches shouting yeah. and everything so, so we've we'll, yeah. we'll that on Friday and then on Thursday so we're recording Wednesday so Thursday we are hoping to hook up with some of the first team players who are going on a hospital visit to um, to the LGI um, mm. Is it the, the Children's Heart? Yeah, it's Leeds United's Charity of the Year this year, which yes. is the, the Children's Heart um, Foundation. Um, so, yeah, something along those lines. But yeah, well, obviously we'll, we'll hook you with links to everything mm. that they're doing on, on the website because uh, they're do, yeah. doing some really good stuff there, Leeds, um, with that. So, yeah, so we're hoping to speak to some of the players tomorrow. So that would be interesting to, um, to get their thoughts on everything. That's on Thursday morning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and apart from that, we've obviously got the uh, the international games coming on, so we'll keep you up to speed with all that on on the website. We're also doing a few more of these sort of like review features, looking at where we're at the yes. season. Um, more so, reflective pieces. Yeah, so I mean, plenty going on, even if it is the international break. Mm. Um, but as we said, yeah, a nice sort of time to slow the pace down a bit and, and yeah. be a bit reflective. So uh, before we know it, we'll be back with the Elsewhere exactly. In a match press back to uh, two games a week and, uh, and nice and busy until. Um, well, it's only November, the next international break. But um, so fed up with international breaks. I know, yeah. <laughs> we say we like doing this, but you know, we get, get us to the matches and, and, and watching the football. I call, mm. I'm sure you guys are sure. But anyway, okay. So I think uh, I think we'll leave it there. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. As I said, check um, everything on the website leeds-live.co.uk um, for all the coverage there, all the things we talked about today. Quite a few pieces we mentioned today, so they'll all be up there on the website. You can also check. Um, Check us out on Twitter at Live Leeds United. Um, and we're at Joe Mewis and at Baron Cross on there. So um, any feedback from the podcast is welcome on there or, any, or anything else we do for that matter. Um, and if you could subscribe and uh, and review the podcast, that would be grand as well. That keeps Five the, stars, uh, please. Yep. Tell, tell us we're lovely. That's the one. Keep the, uh, the podcast overlords happy. <laughs> um, but other than that, we will uh, we'll leave you to enjoy your weekend and we will be back to you next week. Cheers, Baron, for stopping by. Yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. A pleasure as always.